Jim, just to keep you apprised of the remote situation. It was in a pillowcase. How did you do that? I don't know, man. Stuffed in? Like inside the well, inside where like the 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 you know the cushion is? Yeah, like I don't know. It was in a pillowcase, Jim. So like <laughs> there's like there could be layers. More yeah. There could be layers. Welcome to Several People Are Typing. Uh, I am your host, Jim, and I'm joined by Will and Brian. And we've got uh, a few fun stories to talk about tonight. So so I'll start off with uh, Rudy Giuliani. Will, you you told me some some interesting things happened to him recently. Uh, please do do share these details. Uh, well, I mean, Sir Rudy Giuliani um, is the second of Trump's lawyers to uh, be served with a search warrant and have his premises um searched by ransacked uh, the, yeah by the authorities and had to turn over uh, all of his mobile devices and all of his uh electronic like computer and all, whatnot um apparently he has three cell phones because i guess when you're committing lots and lots of crimes you want to keep you know you have, you have your burner phone you have your ukraine phone and you have your your america phone you know you have your you have your regular like eye contact reporters on this phone and then you have your i uh, am the private citizen proxy of the State Department for Ukraine on my Ukraine <laughs> phone, and then I have like my you know domestic crimes burner phone. Um, but all three of them got turned over to uh, to, to the DOJ, as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, interestingly, this was a uh, thing that was buried until Merrick Garland got appointed as uh, Attorney General. Um, the this, this, they wanted to investigate this and serve this, uh, this warrant um, last year, but it got buried oh. by the DOJ, uh, which is kind of interesting. Turns out that's kind of interesting. Many- that's that's really fun <laughs> all by itself. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I mean, we're we're I'm, one for one with flipped Trump attorneys, so let's see. So, so here's here's I was thinking about this earlier, and I wonder if because Giuliani has like kind of said that he has dirt on Trump. Like that, no, if he not kind of, it was very explicit. Yeah, pretty explicit, right? Like that. That if he gets, uh, if he gets thrown under the bus, he knows that Trump will pay his hospital bills. That's that is, uh, I think, the, the quote. Um, but what I'm I'm wondering is, does this play out over such a long period of time that Trump's that Giul- back in office? Exactly. That Giuliani's like, you know what? Trump's still pretty popular. I'm just going to hold out for a pardon in four years. I I think he'll hold out until after the the election. There you go. If that's where we're going with it, yeah. Like you know, does he does he turn on on Trump? Because I mean, he knows at least where some of the bodies are buried, um, and uh, it might not matter. Uh, he is careless enough with you know he he's a guy who has butt dialed multiple journalists like while he is in the middle of committing crimes. So you know he's not he's not the most careful person. So I wouldn't be surprised if all of this stuff was just sitting in like text messages on his phone or whatnot yeah I, I really feel like the fbi could just you know change the number of putin and hand him back the phone and just watch the messages come in like this guy you know all, all of the like random messages were where it was like he would text like reporters surprisingly like a uh, 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 pers- private information y- you got to imagine he just he picked up the wrong phone and and they're all like first names to him and and he just runs with it you know like you know rudy's the kind of guy who really needs a different phone background, like, you know, Russia crime <laughs> only 
on the, like on the homepage and you know safe one and uh, yeah that it should just be flags right <laughs> that, that should just be his home screen his just different flags um, yeah so it, I'm, it's I'm, the sorry, the yeah the, the the specific like charges in this case or the investigation is about the like like being the uh, the the Ukrainian proxy right like that's the, yeah about like what happened with the ouster of the ambassador to Ukraine. Um, oh, right. I can't remember. Marie something. can't remember her last name. Um, yeah. And, and you know, how, like, whatever side deal was going on that he could push this agenda. Uh, that, that, that's the, you know, at least the pretense for this. Right. This was the, I'm acting uh, for the president unofficially, but no seriously. But honestly, if you ask me, no, but winky, winky. And you're like, Jesus Christ, Giuliani. Like, like nice writing the line, you know, like this is the most obvious thing in the world. Well, like, ultimately you can't be a private citizen and be serving as, you know, as a diplomatic entity to a foreign country, right? Like there's laws against that. Is, is this tied up at all with the first impeachment? Like that, that scandal? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love that we the, can say the first impeachment. <laughs> and it was so, it was, it feels like it was 40 years ago. Yeah, honestly, I mean, like, that I'm, one, like, I'm like, what, like, what was that about? Like, didn't I don't know? Some guy overheard something he shouldn't have. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't one guy. There were like <laughs> seven or eight, seven right. or eight like career like diplomats that are. It like, was a yeah, perfect phone put, call. It was a perfect put, phone call. I will put my entire career on the line to say like, yes, like we were we were trading money for dirt on democratic politicians. Like, is that that's what we're cool with? I'm not cool with that. I'll get in front of Congress and say it. And as far as I could tell, the Republican senators said Trump won't do it again. That was the entirety of their defense. Susan Collins is very certain that he learned. He's learned his lesson. lesson. Uh, to, to, so amusingly, she doubled down on that today. That um, he learned because, his lesson. Yeah. So Jake Tapper asked, like, do you, so you know, given like you were pretty famously quoted that you think that he learned his lesson from the whole first impeachment thing. Um, do you stand by that? And what she what she stood by was like he learned his lessons in regard to Ukraine that she was still right on, on that. Like what a, what wait, what a, what a hill to die on there. Right. Like that is. Well, it's one of those things where it's like when you know that you're wrong, but you find the, like the little thing that you might like, no, no. See, if you only look at this very narrow thing, I'm totally right here. Like is absolute. Like my belief is you can he learned a lesson about, doing paid uh what is it uh prid quo pro quo with foreign yeah. governments no with ukraine specifically he learned that yeah, lesson. exactly yeah if he tries it with another one next time right he has to learn that lesson then right like if a kid burns his hand on the stove he well, doesn't know the like, stove again yeah exactly like he's probably gonna burn his hand on the barbecue like those are different things <laughs> Yeah, only he didn't burn his hand on the stove. He stuck his hand on the stove and we we're like, hey, your hand should be burning. And he's like, no, it's not. And then it wasn't. So, you know, Vinman Vinman's gone. Imagine that guy. Like, hey, I'm gonna stand up here. We're this was a crime, right, guys? And the Republicans are like, You're dude, snitches, snitches get stitches, buddy. You're gone. You're gone. You mean nothing now. Career diplomat. I don't know. Aren't you Ukrainian? Like, I don't know. You're you're the fishy one. Right. Like it just that all happened. That all happened. And if you uh, if 
to your point, Republicans unabashedly hold to this day without even blinking an eye that that investigation yielded nothing, nothing uh, uh, because Trump wasn't, um, you know, thrown out of office. So therefore, it was a complete failure. It, my under, my reading of of the like Senate trial and stuff was that there was no there was no counter argument. Those things happened, but it's not impeachable. Yes. So, so we've just established that a sitting president trading money for dirt on their political rivals, trading taxpayer money, my money, is something that Republicans are fine with. As long as it's a Republican president. We've got to narrow it, Brian. Sure, lesson, that's fair. That we got to make sure to learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Brian, these are congressmen. What do you, I mean, you know, that's the law. What do you want them to do? Like, change the law? Like, Jesus, dude. I mean, they're, they're just mere mortals, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. Winning didn't, on the technicality. Rise, yeah, it didn't rise to the level of an impeachable offense. I just, I'm going to, I'm never going to forget that. Well, but yeah, uh, to kind of circle back to, to where we, like, where were we? Ukraine. Is, no, well, Giuliani, right? I, like, I'm so happy <laughs> that we get more news cycles of what a fuck up Giuliani is. Because <laughs> uh, we see him sweating new colors. Well, I, th- I think the, I think the reason that I, f- I find it so hilarious is that I don't find him that dangerous. Because like, yeah, he, he's just like a crazy old fucking man who doesn't really have any power anymore. So let's just laugh at him. That's right. the, the only people he can take down on the way are people that I don't really care for anyways. So that were stupid enough to think that they could rely on him for anything. You're right. It's like, so Trump, but, but, but to your point, anyone lower that kind of went into the Giuliani camp, I either just said, Hey, this is a quick shot up because he's an idiot and he'll take anyone. And then it's worth the risk. But to your point, anyone serious like McConnell is never going to say <laughs> anything to Giuliani. He's gonna be like this idiot. Like, the smart Republicans who do the things that I don't like, just look at them like, okay, what's the he going to say today? Ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, the dangerous ones, to your point. The two different, they're the two very different types of dangerous, right? The like dangerously, yeah. no, I, wouldn't, I don't even want to say effectively dangerous. It's really like, like lawful evil versus chaotic evil, I guess, chaotic types evil. of dangerous. <laughs> Just to, to, to flash back to what we were discussing a couple of podcasts ago, right? Like your Taylor Green or whatever that 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 cuckoo yeah, lady Marjorie, is, like Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, oh, like yeah, she'd be yeah. all up. She she's in in that like category of like the chaotic evil kind of. There, there's no chance that there aren't text messages between her and Giuliani. Right, sexting. Like, yeah. You know, no, probably like oh, I watched that Borat movie, and yeah, you, you know. Like totally, you got a bum rap. You, you, were t- you, you were totally innocent in that hotel room with that with that reporter. Actually, yeah, that reporter. I don't know. That that struck me as kind of tempest in a teapot, personally. But I didn't need any new reasons to dislike Julian. Yeah, I saw that. I, I it it kind of felt uneventful. Very very so uneventful. Many, there are so many real bad things that we don't need to like a hand with a slip. When like I mean, yeah, you got him in the room, but like you, this isn't. I mean. He's an old, he's an old creepy guy. You take a, a young girl, like, you know, and they were driving, like, I don't know. That was just such, it was so, that was like the worst part of the new movie, which I actually, actually liked a lot. I liked a lot. <laughs> um, I just thought that part was like, uh, like you, you, it didn't work. You, you threw it in there, but it wasn't worth the payoff. Um, so, uh, so what do you guys think? Is he going to flip? Like, is he going to full on Cohen and like Trump is the worst thing in the entire world? I mean, I, I can't see that happening, but. I think it really depends on what's on those phones. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. There's so many question marks about what they what they hauled in. I, I yeah, like so. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think like if he 
knows that he is fucked, then he'll flip. But there, but like there, there is luckily no loyalty there. Like that's oh, the right thing about that entire world is like there's except for Roger Stone, right? <laughs> but Ro- Roger Stone like lives like I think I think Roger Stone would have been happy dying in prison and being like some weird troll murder. Like you know, if you if you just troll long enough and hard enough, eventually you can die in prison for the president. Have the you have the honor. Yeah, uh, I remember reading that the. Because you, you you sparked, a, I remember someone putting something. It said the warrants they got, they weren't state. Um, they were they were from a court that's incredibly hard. Like the bar for getting the warrants that they got for Giuliani were not. They were they were like they they implied this this is a very 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 hard up warrant to get to get approved and executed by a set of judges who who notoriously are not like nearly at like the lax levels of like state level. Uh, types of uh, search warrants. Yeah, I mean, getting a warrant for the offices of an ex-president's lawyer is a pretty high bar that you have to clear. Yeah, and, and also being a lawyer, they like they're like they never approve these. No, I mean, lawyers lawyers protect lawyers, in, yeah. and judge, judges are lawyers, right? Um, in much the same way that cops protect cops, right? Like they're very, very rarely are like ethical ramifications for lawyers because mostly they don't want to have to police themselves in that way right and they play the, the slippery slope of if we start doing this like i could be next for you know it's 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 somewhat of a cya somewhat of a you know yeah so 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 yeah he's probably screwed uh hopefully he rolls hopefully hopefully he jig tapper is calling him like hey really you want to call on and every lawyer is like are we just gonna have to sedate him because he's just going to say yes. And then he's going to go on and talk about all the crimes. And I, you know, like Tapper is just like, hey, Rudy, buddy, I just got a few questions, man. Everyone everyone really wants you to come on. And he's just like, they're like chaining him to like, you know, a, a desk somewhere. Be like, Rudy, no. no. I mean, we're less than three weeks away from him butt dialing a confession to some German, to like to well, somebody. saying it on Fox Times. News in public. Yeah, yeah, one or the other, right? Like, <laughs> well, that that also brings up a funny point. Did you see uh, Matt Gates's interview with Tucker Carlson? Y- yes, yeah. the one where Tucker's like, "Can I be as far <laughs> away from po- the body language?" Is just like, "I am throwing you under the bus so hard right now." Yeah, yeah, so hard. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm not the only one on the screen right now who's been accused of sex crimes, buddy. <laughs> when he did that, <laughs> you can see Tucker like. I, buddy, you just fucked me so hard. No one no, even just, remembered that. And now everyone in the world is Googling this fucking thing. Remember I brought, I brought that, that underaged girl to dinner with you and your wife? Oh, uh, wait, wait, what? Why? Where are you going this, Matt? Where are you going? He's like, Tucker, we're the same person, buddy. I'm only here to let you have like another unchallenged li- uh, talk time, not for you to fucking pull me down with your hats. In another life, you and I could have been friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I care. I care way less about Gates because there's no like national security implications with with Gates's crimes. Um, Whatever. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's fun to laugh at as well. Yeah, and he's, he's in that, like yeah, he's in that like chaotic evil camp too. Yeah, I mean, he's, but he's I'm, been- I'm got. I was gonna say he's he's Trump without the following. I mean, he's just he's a buffoon. Yeah, and he the, a, like even the, the 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 Trump crowd seems to be have cut anchor on him. Yeah, I mean, there is only so much you can defend unless you're the president, and then 
whatever you do doesn't matter. Yeah. Imperfect, so imperfect messengers and all that. But yeah, I, overall, I'm just really happy that we get more and more new cycles of laughing at, at Rudy Giuliani. And I'm yeah, happy I'm, that he will probably wind up paying for, for his shit. Like the fall from grace for Rudy Giuliani is, is amazing. Um, uh, just to, to corroborate what you're saying earlier, I'm, I'm reading up on, on the AP and uh, they're like, oh yeah, no, there's there would have had to have been very probable cause in a case like this for judges to issue a warrant in this case. It's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's an implication that this isn't like a, whatever, whatever that term is, uh, like fishing expedition. This was right. Yeah. This is not. No, they, they knew exactly what they were looking for and then hopefully are going to get way more than that. But like all the stuff they were looking for were like big enough crimes that they got the warrant. Oh, and the warrant warrant did specifically mention her. The, uh, the 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 diplomat uh, Marie Yanukovych, yeah, uh, yeah uh, yep. yes, more or less, Yanukovych, something like less. that. Yeah. Um, on to other news. Um, yeah. Unless you want to say anything else here, um, I, I, this is a little bit older, but I we, we never talked about it. Kind of down the Trump uh, um, train is the America First Cau- uh, Caucus, which <laughs> is that still which, dead. It, it was, the, as far the, as I know, the, the Anglo-Saxon, the yeah. Anglo-Saxon. Yes. So, so caucus. Uh, Mar- Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Green, along with uh, uh, Paul uh, Gosser, uh, unveiled a right-wing caucus called the America First Con- Caucus, saying a group of legislators intend to follow the president's footsteps, and and it is a uniquely Anglo-Saxon political traditions. <laughs> um, so well, I guess, in, in, in fairness, I guess like you know, having a million wives and dispatching the ones you don't like is a pretty Anglo-Saxon political tradition. So, you know, there's, there's some, so, some standards. There's, there, there's consistency. Yeah. Like, turns out we don't mind that so much. And we can point back to, you know, history. I like McCarthy's quote on that. GOP isn't the party of nativist dog whistles. Have, have you noticed the GOP in the last four years? Yeah. <laughs> four? four? Well, I, yeah. Um, so, 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 something, something, six, Southern strategy. Yeah, <laughs> something, <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and and so part of it is just this. Okay, hold on. The American First Cause says it wanted to promote architectural engineering and aesthetic value that benefits uh, the progeny of European architecture. Like we 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 are not allowed to have any other influence ever. We are a puritist um, nation, and 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 influences or 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 anything else invading is is a threat to 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 our livelihood i guess it would be the follow-up to that statement right it is um you know it's a goddamn neo-nazi caucus i don't we're, we're new europe yeah um i don't you know i guess she's you know Christ, she's probably gonna get reelected too i just don't it's, like it's... i don't know like what do we just deal with them now is that it is it she definitely gets reelected right like there's a reason that she lives where she lives and it's not because she wants to live there um but Marjorie Taylor Greene is relatively inconsequential, at least at this point. Like, if anything, she helps Democrats. Like, cool, go be more batshit. Like, let's, like, go be the flag bearer for the batshit crazy part of the Republican Party and make as much noise as possible, right? She's, like, she's a dumb AOC, right? Like, she's somebody that, like, the party can vilify. And, like, you know, the whole Republican Party gets behind vilifying AOC as, like, she is, AOC is the voice of the, the Democratic Party, right? She is, she is going to come and take, you know, all of your money to, um, you know, socialize America. Right. Democrats she she, thinks, she thinks, 
she thinks Biden is right wing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, she thinks Biden is is a Republican, like straight up. Yeah, um, but Democrats get to do the same thing to Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? Be like, hey, look at look at the voice of the Republican Party. Like, this is who you're voting for. So it makes me think of, I mean, your your line that I like so much, Jim, of the like mask off Republicans, right? The like, oh, but now we're just just saying it like it is out loud. Like we're talking about like Anglo-Saxon, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm definitely of two minds of what you're saying about that, Will. Like on the one hand, yes, all those things. On the other hand, that's literally what Trump was. And then he got sufficient power and then pushed the entirety of the American right further in that direction. So I'm not as confident that that when the mask comes off and we just really get explicit about the like the nativist dog whistles that that scares enough Americans away in order to not continue moving power in that direction. So I, I hope you're right, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm for, like, as much as I hate it, I think Trump was uniquely charismatic and Marjorie Taylor Greene is not, like Marjorie Taylor Greene is not likable in the same way that that Donald Trump is, right? So I don't think that she has the same power. I, I get what you're saying though, in the sense that like, you know, and, and that's definitely given, fair. But she she moves the 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 acceptability needle range, yeah. and and she doesn't have to be the next Trump. She just helps pave the way for. She gives legitimacy to those positions, and anybody who's half a step less nuts feels all the more acceptable. And yeah, so two minds. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, she will definitely be reelected. Um, yeah. To, for the foreseeable future, yeah, until she doesn't want to be a candidate anymore, or until eventually she gets kicked out of Congress for doing something like so obscenely bad that they have to. Um, I mean, she's already been she's already been stripped of all of her committees, so she doesn't actually do anything there. Anymore. She's still off all the committees. Is she still yeah. like like calling like uh, 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 order for or like roll call for every single? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that, but yeah, no, she's still stripped of her committee assignments. Um, that's fair. But, uh, I mean, not being on committees severely limits your ability to influence, you know, yeah, pretty also, much anything. It, all, <laughs> it also means that you have no real political power in Washington, right? No, you can't do favors for anybody, right? Because you can't vote certain ways on committee. Right, where um, your vote's far yeah. more meaningful than like a generic uh, house. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So like, I mean, that's kind of the reason why like senior, like getting onto powerful committees keeps people in their seats, right? Like that is a, that is a uh, selling point for, I am this incumbent congressperson. I should stick around because if I, if I'm gone, then I'm, you know, you know, our district is no longer going to have this huge voice. Um, and she doesn't have that, but she moved to, from uh, Alfreda, Georgia to Dayton. I, I don't know. So I, I, I don't know the geography of, of Georgia very well, um, but she moved to, the Trumpiest district specifically so she could run for, for Congress. Um, so she'll never get voted out. She, I, I think it was like 73% vote for Trump in that district. It was like insane. All right. Carpet bagging has a rich tradition in this country. I mean, Clinton fucking did it. Yeah. But I like Clinton. So, so I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. So not the same, <laughs> 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 not the same at all. Brian. Uh, well, she, she yeah. wasn't going to get elected fucking senator in arkansas like that ship sailed that is good that that is still i think to to 
like maybe that is an indicator of when things are getting far too mainstream is if you can get a senator in with that kind of viewpoint because that's a lot harder to to to, to sway right yeah i mean tom cotton is a pretty big asshole ron johnson's a pretty big asshole like there are some senators that are pretty out there ron johnson i think i i think um he will probably lose in four years or two years i don't know whenever whenever his term is up um wisconsin is too swingy of a state for him to be that big of an asshole well depends is he on any good committees i don't i don't think that matters on the goddamn russia committee that's what he is for sure um (laughs) yeah did you hear about this brian that i actually um, don't know who ron johnson is i I know cotton yeah he's a senator from wisconsin i got that Um, (laughs) but uh he was notified by the fbi uh that he was spreading russian disinformation and he just like doubled down on it oh no like yeah yeah, there's a so, there's yeah. like a subgroup of Republicans that have been to Russia like fucking like 20 times in the last two years, and and it's it's him and it's um I mean it was Trump obviously for a while it was um Rohrbacher from California. Rohrbacher he's the guy yeah he's the like and like it's the it's the joke in in Washington that Rohrbacher they're like look I'm not saying he's a Russian asset but no one here would be surprised if he was a Russian asset. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not even wink at eye, like, oh, yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, like, obviously. Why didn't we do anything? I don't know. I like the guy, you know, <laughs> right? I, have you guys seen the movie, uh, the show? Because uh, he's, he's in a safe, uh, he's in a safe Republican California seat. Yeah. Um, although, is he still in Congress? I, I don't even know anymore if he's still um, in Congress. I don't, I don't remember seeing him. I think he, he either, he may be, you know. Yeah, he might have that. retired. Yeah, uh, 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 read the tea leaves that Trump's out. He's he's exposed more. But um, you guys seen the show Secession? Yeah, it's so good. It is really good. This reminds me of Mo Lester. They're like, like there's this guy Lester, and his nickname Mo was Lester? Mo. Well, his oh, nickname no, was Mo. God. And like you had one of the guys, and then someone was like, "Wait, his name is Lester? Why was his nickname Mo?" And he's like, "Well, you know, Mo Lester's like he molested kids. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, we just dad, dad wouldn't let us near the pool when he was around. Uh, but you know, we don't know. And it was just like." Like that's how that's how Rohrbacher, like uh, you know, all these like Russian, you know, clearly bought off people are. It's like, yeah, I mean, we don't really know, but but we don't let them get near anything, right? <laughs> but but we don't really know. It's like, okay, okay, um, okay. So uh, let's go to the Tesla stuff. Uh, Tesla oh, in dom- twenty two. Sorry, real quick. In in twenty two, um, uh, Ron Johnson's up for reelection. So there you go. Yeah. So two years. Which probably helps his cause a little bit because if it's a midterm election and right Democrat the sitting party does poorly. So. Yeah, not not looking forward to two in for that. Not looking Gosh, forward to to, to lose 22. the complete Senate tie and and have it break and 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 Biden's uh, policies come to a screeching halt. What what few he ekes through before then? Yes, I have I have vague hopes that they'll push DC statehood through by them. There's no way that passes the Senate, though. Um, With sixty votes, yeah, no. But the the reconciliation officer, um, the the parliamentarian, the Senate parliamentarian. I thought that was just uh, for um, like uh, taxes and shit. So it is budget. Yeah, so reconciliation is anything that has to do with the budget of the United States. Um, DC statehood could potentially be brought under that umbrella, and. the parliamentarian said that there was no reason that reconciliation couldn't be used multiple times per year, as opposed to just like the one for the budget passing. 
Wait, so so are we saying that recon reconciliation counts for anything that has to do with money? Yep. Okay, so everything? Yeah, Will, I I can you draw me the line between <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, it's not well, it's like, it's to like, ask you to defend yeah, it's, it, it's, but like, I don't, yeah. Mansion will torpedo it out of existence. Maybe. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit hopeful though here, like, um, but especially with like the, the census, like the um, redistribution of, of electoral votes and uh, Congress people and New York losing a congressperson by 89 people. Womp womp. Incredible. Uh, so let me ask you this, because I, I was going to ask about that. Who decides which districts get collapsed? I believe that's up to the state. Yeah. Isn't the state uh, Democrats? The feds just, the feds can't just they, stay. Can't they kill a clearly Republican seat and try and blend it in to, to erase it? Like, couldn't they go after um, yeah. Elise Stefanik? Yeah, it's called gerrymandering. Yeah. No, but I mean, if you have to collapse. It's like, yeah, it's called gerrymandering. It's like carpetbagging. Everybody does it. All right. Although, so, although I hate gerrymandering a lot more than carpet bagging, I don't particularly mind. All right. Well, bagging. then forget forget gerrymandering. Why don't you just combine uh, uh, Long Island into one and be like, yeah, sure, they're both Republican. We need gerrymander. Now you now you just get one Republican. That's still gerrymandering. Well, then there's at least there's at least a, ge a geographical defense of it, but it's still gerrymandering. All right. right so then, if the if the goal is to shrink the Republican presence in politics, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what you're getting at, Jim, but but every single state is going to be engaging in a very aggressive, like round of gerrymandering. That is not true. Um, well, except for the ones some, that are that are that have like uh, uh, reasonably ceded that ability away from partisan um, politicians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there, there are a bunch of states that have um, either independent commissions or they have like geographical rules that have to be applied. Yeah, um, which. Which are strictly better. Yes. So, what do you think? Um, uh, does anyone know what would happen? Does New York you just follow? Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't heard of that. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it does. But I hope it does. New York is really backwards election rules. Um, and yeah, like New York is is pretty regressive in that sense. So, so I would so be we surprised could, if they did. So, if we have the rules in there, there's a chance we lose uh, a Democratic seat. And and if the rules aren't there, we definitely don't lose a Democratic seat. Yes, correct. Got it. Um, yeah, but I mean, the, the rules are a good thing, but it's why in 2010, after redistricting, um, there were like 211 or something like that Republican districts. Um, and now there will be 187 after redistricting now is because in those 10 years, a lot of these state uh, it, states put into place independent commissions for redistricting. Is, is the implication that they've become either Democratic districts or toss-up districts? That they be that they have become toss up districts that, that thank, the states have mandated that like they are thank fair George Washington. There, there's a really interesting if you if like if you're if you care about this, there's a really interesting um, New York Times site, New York Times five thirty eight. I don't want to you can just search for it. Um, five thirty eight has done a lot of stuff about <laughs> gerrymandering and redistricting, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's yeah them. that'll that'll show you the maps based on like different ways to. Um, either gerrymander or make them the races competitive and there is like a most competitive map that you can draw where it takes how do we make the most districts in this state competitive it sounded like, like it sounded like you 50, said 50. it sounded like you said racist competitive oh yeah no sorry. <laughs> like a <laughs> Ger gerrymandering is that one how yeah, exactly. most districts like that racist. Is... <laughs> well, I, I mean if it uh uh 
I guess I don't know how. It, I guess it, it, it hits like, what's the point? How how would you redraw if you could? Because geography is is somewhat irrelevant. You're, taken you're out of asking, context. You're asking very interesting questions, and a lot of people have written a lot of words about a lot of the details to that. Yeah, the 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 one that um, at least has gone before the Supreme Court most recently, and like people thought had the best chance was talking about. Um, figuring out if a district is gerrymandered based on how many wasted votes are in that district. Votes. So like if you're, if you're a district that is like plus 10 um, or plus 15 or something. Yeah. Then the 15 of, you know, whatever side wins is a wasted vote. And then the 35 of whoever loses is a roughly wasted vote. Right. So it's how many, how many votes are essentially just wasted in that district? Sorry, is uh, that, right? is Cause, that, if, is it, cause if it's, if it's 49, 51, it's a very, you know, more of the votes count. That, that's basically the, the delta from 50-50. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's a decent metric. Like there's a fancier term for it. That's interesting because um, I, I would expect as, as a very, as like, you know, like evil villain hat gerrymanderer, I would actually want to keep that mon- that number low because I would want to win in each district by as little as possible to feel safe. Like I wouldn't want to like have a hundred... Yeah. 100 to zero red in one and then like right like you want to win like 60 40 like in as many well, that's places 60 40 possible. is a blowout i think i think what ends up happening is if you could design it that well, way you would do it in a way that would guarantee and it would have to be like a, a clear 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 like it couldn't well, well what you want to do is win 60 40 in two-thirds and then win a hundred to zero and then lose a hundred to zero in the other ones you want to keep yeah. all of, right like that that is the optimal way to gerrymander because in all your 60-40s, ah, you're probably not going to, you're never going to lose. And who gives a shit about the, the zero to 100 places? That's like when you draw like a line around like the ghetto. You're like, here you go. Yeah, I guess my point was like those, I feel like that 60-40 when you said I we want to make it close to me, that's that's not close. That's that's a blowout. That's a clear win. That's all. Sure. That's fair. Yeah, it's called um, uh, efficiency gap was hmm. this, the, the standard that they were using to measure this. And it was like the first time going before like the Supreme Court that uh, it was like, here is this mathematical model. Oh yeah. We can yep. show if a district is partisanly gerrymandered or not. Well, how did it go? This, this metric, they lost. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it got punted essentially. Um, I think it was a very, very narrow ruling. So that is, that is interesting. When... Uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting idea because it's like, well, by making it competitive, you, inc- you, you instinctively make everyone matter. Uh, and it's far more that everyone matters than than necessarily what their viewpoints are, right? If everyone matters, you inherently will get more representation. So yeah, I, it's a very like in my mind, I'm like, oh crap, you could like pull you know things to a side just for the idea that they were close. Like, couldn't that get into some other type of weird imbalance? But it's like, yeah, but but all we really care about is the most representation. And if that's your goal, this is going to be the best method. That's really interesting. Cool. I mean, I I think like gerrymandering is like one of the the three like poor systems yeah no like four, <laughs> like like no like seriously yeah. i forget what the third one is but the the first one is uh un- unlimited cash flowing into politics um yeah the electoral college is probably another one um and qualified and, immunity i was gonna say dominion voting <laughs> systems i thought were the third no one, i but. i mean of politics specifically qualified <laughs> immunity is a whole different uh american politics specifically yeah um I, I, I feel like electoral college is, is, is functionally the same as, as gerrymandering or in, in my head, I consider those kind of the, the same 
thing where you can set up like you it's it's far too easy with the way we have our system set up that that you can be a minority and have more power especially yes. if you especially just the way that you draw a couple of lines around either counties or states and then like just assign votes based on that and like that's not yeah, any, that's, that's any, not great any system where you can get less votes and still win and win by a, a lot yeah yeah, well, I mean, you look at you look at the House of Representatives, right? Where like, I don't think Republicans have won the popular vote in the House when you like add everything up in like thirty years. Um, but it doesn't matter because Democrats have to win by like plus seven to to actually get control of the House, which is crazy. If yeah, it was the other way around, we'd be having a civil war. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's well, my opinion. I, I mean, in their opinion, is I think that's why we have all the guns, which is also crazy all right tesla or oh, yeah. electric so, cars so, more more broadly yeah so I, I i watch a lot of like i'm i'm a car guy i absolutely love cars um do you even own a car right now i i do own a car you do and <laughs> what, and, what do you and, do and with this, it and and this is proof of of my, my being a car guy is that i have put like so it's, i bought it two years ago and i've put three thousand miles on it I was going to say 2000. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, I just drive it from one side of the street to the other. Um, <laughs> For parking purposes. Yeah. Um, I have no reason to own a car outside of the idea that I like owning. Like, I like the idea of owning a car. Yeah, I, I remember I like, like in our teens or early 20s, you being like, yeah, I would never want an auto driving car. I like driving cars. I'm like, you're crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love driving. Um, absolutely, if autonomous vehicles worked, everybody should have water an autonomous vehicle, of course, right? Like there's just way safer. Um, but I still do enjoy driving. And I, I, I like, you know, me being a car guy, I watch a ton of car YouTube. So like I have like my, some, like my recommendations are largely car reviews or like car podcasts. Um, and recently there's been a ton of reviews and noise from major car manufacturers about the electric vehicles that they're producing. And so what I was asked Jim about earlier before before you hopped on is, do you think Tesla will maintain their dominance as major car manufacturers start releasing really good EVs um, as opposed to like, you know, kind of one-offs like the Nissan Leaf or the Chevy Volt, which was actually a pretty good car, but you know, it wasn't, it didn't have like this kind of um, cachet of, of Tesla, right? behind it i mean i i feel like tesla is like the the apple there there's a lot of i, I there's a, a a lot that i would agree there and a lot that i would disagree but yes yes there's it's there's certainly like a if anything else like the the aesthetic and the the lifestyle the, brand the fanboyism or whatever like yeah absolutely absolutely the and, brand and, and, it, and admittedly like good parts and stuff but but the Apple still does make a really good product. So it's not like a, it's a crap product. It's still a, a top tier product, especially in like, you know, the, the, the laptop space and, and, and the phone, like the phone is still a top, like, okay, you can argue it's not the best maybe, but it, it's not like it's a crappy phone. They're, they're, they make high end stuff. Yeah. So, so kind of what led me to, to this was I was watching a review for the um, new Mercedes, I think it's called the EQS, which is their electric S class, which looks amazing. Um, and has like all of that luxury that you like that, that, um, Mercedes brand behind it in the EV space and like people who would never consider 
like a Tesla Model S, right? Like as the highest end or, or you know, the, the Model X or whatnot, um, because they want that level of luxury would now move to the Mercedes EV um, or the, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, which is a much better looking crossover than the Model Y, which it directly competes with. Um, and there are like a little bit of shortcomings in the sense of like, it doesn't have as much range as the Model Y and it doesn't have necessarily all of the software functionality of Tesla's, but ranges largely are getting so good now that even mediocre range, like is still, you know, 250, 300 miles. Uh, so like, yeah, my, my, you know, car having a 500 mile range, you know, like the, the Mercedes has a 490 mile range as opposed to like the highest end Tesla has a 510 mile range. It's like, whatever, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, you know, and it's like point five seconds slower to 60, but who cares? Because that just doesn't, those numbers, like there's so, so small differences that unless you really, really care about having the highest zero to 60 time or the lowest zero to 60 time, like it just doesn't matter because it's still fast enough. Um, and you get like all of the good things about having a major car brand behind, which is like largely around the quality control and you know, the, the global presence of those brands that Tesla doesn't necessarily have, right? One of the big knocks against Tesla is that they have like really, really terrible quality control on their cars. Like they're not made well, even though the car, the car themselves like is, is great. Like all the technology is amazing. Um, but the actual car is kind of made poorly just because they haven't been making cars for very long and they've been rushing to get them out because they've been so far behind schedule for so long. And, and to your point, the market advantage is always evaporating constantly so so you know you have to get them out there right yeah like yeah your 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 first mover advantage is goes away pretty quickly um yeah i, I saw a thing um volkswagen already owns 20 percent of the ev market in europe and they've only been making evs for a couple of years i mean i have very little useful things to say about the market <laughs> um but like i mean i'm uh uh when i've got my capitalist hat on I'm of course super hyper in favor of competition um, because you know that invisible hand is really good at some things, and I think it's good that Tesla has competition. And I, yeah, I think it's fantastic that that there's going to be more in those space because the more EVs there are, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So great. Yeah, and I was kind of looking at it through the the lens of like Tesla is currently worth more than all other major manufacturers combined. Well, yeah. I mean, perspective, which. Well, that, that's a whole nother topic um, of your, but, but, your, no, but, your but, unending like, hatred of that. Yeah, but the idea, the idea is that there is like this future growth potential, right? Like there, sure. it is projecting out into the future that they are so far ahead that they will be the absolute dominant force in the EV market forever. Like that I mean, is I the think idea I, behind I would assume a large, a lot of that market cap and the projection is about not only are they going to, you know, continue to to grow their their EV brand, but you know, all the technology and the and the the self driving at all are going to uh, 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 lock into place in the not too distant future. Yeah, that's. I'm also really curious about whether or not that comes to fruition because, like, the self driving capabilities in other cars is really good as well now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all branding baby. Good. Um, well, to the point that they're getting like there's a class action against Tesla about the fact that they because oh, they just keep have, saying it's self driving. It's like it's not really. Well, people not well not only that people paid for it, 
So people paid like $6,000 extra to unlock the self-driving capability when it comes, right? Like at the time of purchase, they bought that. And then, you know, there are all these like press releases of like, it's two years away, it's one year away. And like, that was like fucking five years ago. And it's like, shit's never coming guys. <laughs> well, isn't that, isn't there like a legality thing there? Like they can't unless like, it, it, isn't there like a whole, isn't the law blocking or is this all just software that they just haven't developed? It's both. Okay. But, like if they, if they had it, would you legally be allowed to turn it on anywhere? Um, I don't think that you could legally not be in the front seat, Yeah. but lots of cars self-drive like largely now, like uh, Cadillac has their like super cruise thing where like basically any highway they've mapped out and like you can just put it on autopilot. Um, Mercedes has really great self-driving. Um, yeah, but that, I thought the difference between, per- I thought the difference between drive assist and self-driving was it would um, it turns onto other roads. Like that's like the big difference. Like one is like I stay on this road, I'll follow the road, I'll follow the cars. But the second you want me to leave this road, yeah, there's now, like different tiers of it, right? Like you know, they're they're promising like level five autonomous driving, and that's the problem is that they they're just not there. That's fair. Um, and they're, 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 yeah, they're definitely ahead of everybody else. They've had a huge head start there. Um, but it also feels like one of those things that once somebody cracks it, it's not going to be that hard for everybody else to just copy it. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's one of those things that like, it will just be their advantage forever, but you know, people are paying for this thing and they don't have access to it, which yeah. is interesting. And that's that is interesting. Sued. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, like if I try to equate it with something else that seems like it should be commoditized but isn't um uh you know is google still the best search engine or is it just the one i use out of habit and mm-hmm. and you know i feel like it is still worlds ahead of every other search engine even though in theory this is a solved problem you know they've been around for 20 years yet it's a, every other search engine's a joke or i won't say every other i'll say all the other ones that i know of that i you know, if I manage to get some malware on that puts me to like Yahoo or some MSN <laughs> nonsense, I'm like, what is this? And then I go back to Google. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like you actually found exactly what I was looking for. Like to me, that's, you know, does that, is there something like that in the, in the autonomous world? Um, I don't know. Because you, to your point, well, all you need is a level acceptable. It's good enough. Um, the extra precision there probably has diminishing returns, right? Don't hit the kid. Not like, not like, hey, I slowed mm, down three yeah, tenths of a good. second faster. It's like, no, you all you really had to do is just not hit the kid. It's like, okay, was that was that extra three tenths of a second faster? Or the fact that like you slowed down a little bit more conveniently when you didn't hit the kid? Was that in, in, in incremental improvement uh worth why you buy the Tesla? Because I guess it's worth it in Google, but maybe, maybe, maybe there's a bar that when you hit it, it's like, yeah, who cares? You didn't hit the kid. I mean, I, I definitely think about the the Apple comparison again then in that context where, I mean, for the foreseeable future, regardless of how successful any other car company is, Tesla's going to be Tesla um, as far as like, you know, recognition and being the luxury brand and stuff. Well, so yeah, I, I don't know. Brand maybe. Yeah. Like there, there, it is a, I, I think I like lifestyle brand um, as kind of a, a frame of reference for them that you are buy, like you are signaling what type of person you are. Yes. When you buy a Tesla. That's not going to go away anytime soon, and they'll always have they'll have that advantage for a while. But yeah, I just don't know how big that is compared to the global car market. It does is isn't the market? I'm, which is what I'm isn't the market about. telling us it's it's equal to <laughs> yeah, all well, the other well, ones put together? Yeah. <laughs> well, answer your question. Honestly, I think the smartest thing Tesla could possibly do right now is just go buy all those other companies. Uh, I like, don't think you're wrong. 
or at least one, pick one, right? Be like the fucking market thinks that we are worth $400 billion more than Ford. So, uh, hey, Ford, the, gonna give you some shares of Tesla. We're gonna buy a controlling stake of you um, because that is the best competition, like competitive thing they can do. Um, I feel like that might have antitrust problems. Yeah, of course. Maybe. But, um, uh, but it turns I feel out like, I feel like the United States doesn't have... like enforcing antitrust laws. <laughs> Uh, I also, something tells me Elon wouldn't want to do that. Like I just have an instinct of like, that sounds like, you go. yeah, that sounds like an, like a, yeah. Like, no, honestly, cutie. I'm calling it right now. Elon bought, Elon bought a hundred billion of Dogecoin when it was like 0.00003%. And his big FU to every car company is pumping crypto to the point where he's like, I bought you with a fucking meme coin. I bought all of you with a fucking meme coin. I think that's literally his master plan. And and he is well along his way. I mean, the, I think the end game of crypto is something like that's going to reveal itself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like somebody out there has half of everything and they're like, and now I press the button and I have bought the world. Yeah. And then all of the regulatory bodies are like, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, you, you mask off, buddy. You went too far with that one. You yeah. slipped. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm super interested because I'm, I'm looking, you know, I'm always looking at like, oh, if I was to buy a new car, what would I buy? And like, I can't buy an EV because I, I um, have no place to charge it because of street parking in Brooklyn. Um, charging is always going to be kind of a problem for me. But if I did, what would I buy? I like to play these hypothetical games. I'm always on like cars.com and like, oh, how, what was, and like, oh man. I should be talking to you when I'm when I'm starting to pick out my next car. Do not talk um, to Will. Will 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 go deep. He will go deep, and you'll be like, okay, Alina, I I I know this is a lot, but there's a seventy five thousand. It is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. You'll 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 never get me past thirty five. <laughs> it would be impossible. There's a lot of good cars you can buy for thirty five. Although realistically, you should just buy a Model Three. It's a Model. Um, 3. It's still well ahead of everything for what it does in its price. Like there is. Uh, it's the Tesla. Know. Oh, right. Derp. Yeah. Um, oh, you think so? Uh, I would kind of want it like... It's a, yeah. It's a really good car. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, like, if I was to buy, like, an EV, right, like, hypothetically right now, I would probably buy, like, I don't know, like, the Porsche Taycan is amazing. Okay. But, like, this is a... This is... We're going to put that in the exotic EV market. No. I mean, base base price is around the same as, like, a high-end Model S. That's, that's like, $90,000. Yeah. Like, yeah. 80, 85, something like that. All right. Well, like the Mustang Mach-E, which is a great car, yeah, um, is like I think forty-five. There we go. Forty, forty-five. Like it's it's there. There are a lot oh, of wow. like a lot of cars that are coming out in that range. Yeah, from major manufacturers. Um, you know, this kind of mainstream. Um, and like from a technology standpoint, it, it's definitely behind the Model Y, which it competes with. Um, but it handles better. It looks better. It kind of does all of the same things that you need it to do. And looks more like a car than a bubble yeah and you're going to be able to ride the brand loyalty of someone to your point will someone who buys a tesla um doesn't have that traditional brand loyalty or likely doesn't and uh and so they're not going to buy the ford they're probably not right like uh i have no brand loyalty to any car company that's not that's surprising at all brian i I couldn't care any less i guess it to will's point you're it's all good. They're going to pull a lot more people into the idea of driving electric. Um, I don't know how much they're going to necessarily pull from the people who are going to buy Tesla, but you know, I'm sure they will. I'm sure there were people that were on the fence that wished they just had a, you know, something that didn't look like a goddamn Tesla, you know? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. 
kind of exactly to what you're saying is I think that as the market for EVs grows substantially, does Tesla retain their dominance, right? Like they're obviously dominant in a very, very small EV world right now. What's their, what's their actual, like, of like in the EV space, what, what are the numbers now? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about that. Like, I would expect them to always to to for the foreseeable, so like five to ten year range, like they'll be over fifty percent for a while. But then after that, Tesla accounts for seventy nine percent of EV, U.S. EV registrations in twenty twenty. Okay. Yep. That's, uh, that's that is market dominant. <laughs> like that is yeah, a I mean, that is yeah, a that, that, not just a market leader. That is market owner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, again, I think of the mobile. I think of Apple and, and, and the phone space where like, you know, they are the biggest player and then all the other things are like subdivided into like, you know, eight, 10 different separate well, it's, models. It's Apple and Samsung and then, and then yeah. a bunch of laws. Yeah, so, exactly. But a, but a good perspective here is that there were 200,000 electric vehicles registered in the United States last year. There are 289 million cars registered in the United States. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a, that's a good, uh, so like, yeah, they are, they are the absolute dominator in, in this very, very small market. But as the market expands broadly, mm. do they retain any semblance of that dominance? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I guess it's, I guess it's the, the, like the million dollar question of like, how many people would just get their next like Nissan or Ford or Subaru of just like, sure, I'll get the electrical one, but would yeah, never if- dream of getting a Tesla. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and if and, it was seventy-five or eighty percent as good as the the equivalent Tesla, right? Um, to your point on on lifestyle brands, I mean, it's just a car right now. But I mean, and Apple, you can argue, hasn't tried to go into nearly the amount of markets like a Microsoft would or someone else. But but everywhere Apple goes, they become uh, a market presence everywhere, right? And and sometimes they create or or maybe not create, they validate a market and then take it over <laughs> a market that's very speculative, like the watch market, like. That was like a, I don't know, man, digital watches. I don't know. You know, like the, the smart watches, like, yeah, they're out there, they're niche. And they're like, we're going to come in and, and we're just going to, we're going to be the market leader. Um, we think this could be a, a much bigger market than it is. And you wonder what, what could Tesla do where it's like, yeah, I'm not just buying a car. I'm buying integration into an ecosystem. That's like home stuff and, and, and all of these other things. That's like, you know, so they can go to space. Christ. I mean, I, I I don't know, but you you get what I'm saying. Like, imagine if like Tesla, like what, what's 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 the i message for Tesla? Right. Yeah, that's or or like, hey, I, I own a Tesla now. When I fly somewhere, uh, uh, I can rent a Tesla for like pennies on the dollar. You know what I mean? And and all of a sudden, it becomes this. Oh, and, and guess what? I just have to show up, and it knows me like my other one. It goes to my settings. Like it drives up to me at the airport. It's like now you're. Now you're buying into a, we're a, a much bigger experience. And, and you wonder what kind of crazy ass shit that they've been thinking about that they're building that's that's all around. You're not just buying a, a piece of hardware that someone can replicate. Because even Elon said that. That's why he, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to praise this guy. I think he makes a bunch of stuff. I think he's obviously, I hate a lot of his followers and I think he's, he's an asshole, right? But like, he is right on some stuff and, and the hardware being where the innovation is, he, he, he always looked at that as like, yeah, I'm going to make a bunch of cool hardware, but this isn't this isn't where the value is, and it never was. I certainly don't. I hear what you're saying, and it sure sounds cool. I don't really see Tesla laying that kind of groundwork right now. Fair enough. Well, so like the, they're the too biggest, busy. 
Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. It, it just like the kinds of ventures that Musk Enterprises are involved in are very varied and not like, you know, like an end-to-end -end, like service experience, like making it into a platform, right? Like that's kind of what you're talking about. And like, that's, I mean, we're talking about like boring companies going into space and cars. Like these are just vastly different <gasps> like areas, right? Like I'm, you know. I don't know how you combine it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, I, I feel what you're putting down. Yeah. And the, the uh, yeah, I don't want to get started on the boring company. Like the, if you've seen the video of the, the like proof of concept tunnel that they did, it's such a joke. Um, it's like barely wide enough for a, like it was supposed to have this like, you know, oh. autonomously driving Tesla that would like, you know, uh, propel people down it at certain speeds. It was just like a model X, like somebody was driving down a tunnel. It was, it was an absolute joke. Um, but I think that the biggest differentiator that they had from like that perspective, Jim, was their kind of network of supercharging stations, right? Where if you That's wanted fair. to take a road trip across the country or wanted to, you know, go outside of that, you know, 300, 400 mile range of your EV, having access to superchargers was a huge advantage because, you know, you could go have lunch someplace and, you know, in the time it took you to have lunch, you'd have all your range back, right? In the, the 45 minutes or whatever, you'd have full full battery now. What I, you look at like Biden's infrastructure plan, where part of it is to put this massive network of vehicle charging stations around the country. Those aren't going to be superchargers, right? Those are going to be like whatever, they're going to create some standard that allows any EV to charge at those. And like, you just immediately lose kind of that, that level of advantage, unless like, you know, they use old technology and they charge super slow, right? But I can't imagine that they would go through all the effort and and do that. Although, you know, it is the US government. So who There's knows? a chance they could miss a <laughs> important part. There's always a chance. We have six nine volt batteries. If you're here for <laughs> you're here for 45 hours. What do you mean I have to sit here at this diner for eight hours drinking a cup of coffee? Yeah, but like it, it's interesting, you know, to 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 have just the government wipe out that advantage by being like, yeah, for the greater good, we just need to put all of these, like we'll pay for to, for putting the, the charging network across the country, which is kind of what has to happen in order for EVs to take off wide scale, right? You, you just need to, people don't like the idea of not being able to refill their car quickly. I, I didn't know about that part of, uh, of the infrastructure proposals. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, these infrastructure bills, um, you know, bringing broadband, to a rural area like there's a lot of really really good stuff in it so um i'm well, all for talk to oh sorry yeah. no no I, I i i that never mind keep going we got way more out of that topic than i thought we were when, <laughs> when i mentioned it to you earlier with like a thing that i was thinking about yeah no it's it's and it's all really it's all really 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 good so um for all of that kind of stuff and you know the more we can get away from fossil and all that kind of stuff and move to these crazy efficient systems obviously we have to pay the the carbon costs to to build them but but there's a and, and there's also the like how we're generating the electricity question right which elon also would like to talk to you about that so <laughs> he ain't wrong I'm about that saying, one either he he that's fair okay they're, maybe they're, they're he's not further along than i'm maybe yeah. he's further along than i'm giving credit you know i have no idea how his solar roofs are going but to me when i heard that i was like when is this just going to be the roof that people get you know you get you drive um, costs down a little. When does it just become the roof, the standard? I'm curious, how is his um, how is the power wall done? I haven't heard anything about that in a long time. I was just thinking about that too. 
like sales wise? Yeah. Like is, is there adoption for it? Yeah. Everything I, when I looked into it personally, it, it was a high cost for what seemed to be a marginal benefit um, that it's ROI was not three years or five years. It was like, it was long because you're, you're dumping all this money in on the idea that you pull from it at night when you're, when your, your cells aren't charging. And um, you know, I think there's someone who's going to build a power wall can probably do other things that are much cheaper to drive down their energy costs. That was like a large investment for, for, for just limiting an electric bill when, when most of your electric bill is generated during the day anyways, when it's really hot out, like who's pumping tons of electricity at night when, when, you know, on a hot day, right. It's, it's, it's the hot day that generates it all. Not, not nighttime, you know, you got to mine those Bitcoins 24 <laughs> seven, but you know what I mean? Sleep. Like it, when solar is active is when you tend to use the electricity. So it, yeah, it's not, I feel like it's return is just not quite there. It's a nice thing to have, but it, it doesn't, I don't think it makes real practical financial sense. And it's just going to remain like a niche, like cool thing that people have and they get to talk about, but ultimately is like that ROI is, is pretty far out. So yeah, I'm not surprised that thing didn't, didn't take off. Um, unless they were to do some really interesting stuff with like, and I don't need I, you, everything else you need requires infrastructure. You get in like power sharing, you get all this other kind of stuff. There's a lot of really cool ideas, but you need infrastructure for it and there's nothing. So it's like, you know, right. Who cares? Space-based solar collectors beaming power down with microwaves. I mean, sure. Like that's my jam. Uh, Starlink, right? I mean, why don't we just, you know, there's still enough energy coming through the atmosphere. We could just collect it afterwards. Do we really put something in this face? Like there's still a lot of sun we could collect. We haven't like uh, carpeted the world with solar, you know. That's what that's what they need to do. They need to read. Re, oh, I'm not going to get any energy. We need to fix our goddamn energy infrastructure. Okay, we need to get rid of all the goddamn old nuclear power plants. We need to realize that uh, uh, and make uh, new uh, nuclear power plants. Yes, I 100% agree. I'm not. I'm not necessarily against nuclear. They're, they 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 can generate a massive amount of power. Uh, um, the, the the problem is is that when you put them into a fucking privatized company, uh, uh, they 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 are they hit the conundrum of of not not knowing the cost of future legislation that that might or might not hit. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, uh, while while trying to be competitive in a market, so it's like, oh, you want me to invest 100 million to build this power plant in like 10 years? Uh, it could be 500 million by the time that comes, and it's 20 years. And oh, by the way, you have competitors. It's like, yeah, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put some duct tape on that other one and call it a fucking day because I can't. So like, as much as I hate evil corporations, no no big entry coming in the right mind would invest in in nuclear right now. The only way to do it is to know that no matter what new regulation comes out. We'll just foot the bill and that's fine because of course we would and then they get built and then they get maintained and, and they'd be great it's almost like yes. we need an infrastructure project no it's almost like we need to fucking we need to fucking kill the private energy sector that's what i was getting at oh uh, government yeah. takeover <clears throat> yeah ut- utilities should not be privatized yeah this is the, the idea that this is a privatized company uh, uh like this is the problem you you cannot avoid if you're them and all they're going to say is well maybe it'll come off regulations and we're like oh so just agree to less safe things because because you need to be able to like you know like there's it's ridiculous right um i get why they're not like the argument that like uh well well, well maybe if the government shouldn't do this the, the response shouldn't be oh the government shouldn't it should just be like why do you exist why why are you here well we don't need why, you why is there turbo tax because <laughs> they're uh because turbo tax pays or inuit pays a lot of uh, uh into it rather inuit is not 
that's <laughs> that's, it, that's something different. <laughs> yeah, uh, Intuit pays a lot of money. Wait, every have they gone into some cultural appropriation? <laughs> like, are they running something? <laughs> there? Is, uh, we will now be called Inuit. <laughs> yeah, if the, if there's if there's a poster child for like cancerous capitalist corporations, it is Intuit. Yeah, serves no function except to inefficiently siphon money away from people. Truly monstrous. Or really efficiently. If, well, sure, that's if, if, if you're into it. Oh, how about this? Um, In, inefficiently gets tax bureaucracy completed, right? Yeah, costs, like, hey, costs the society orders of magnitude more money than than doing it yeah. in a centralized yeah. way. Hey, hey, Mr. Senator, I'll give you all this money if you just don't tell people how much they owe in taxes every year. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Just don't tell them how much they owe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah we everybody knows that you know but there's no law that says you have to tell them um yeah yeah or you get like the enron thing in california in the early 2000s right where they like don't actually making... know the details of any of the except enron go boom well so in they stopped power plants from producing energy so that they could drive the cost of energy up and caused like electric outages in in California. Yeah, so like because like because like you know some essentially stockbrokers that worked at Enron, right, are like, hey, we could make huge profits if we just shut down a couple of these power plants. Yeah, so so Brian, a lot of states have agreements of like, hey, I pull from my power, but if I ever need extra, I pull from this other one, and this other one's like, great, I'll I'll link up with you, but if you pull from me. You pay this ridiculous rate, but you're never going to really do that. And it'll be like very short if it ever happens. And this is it's like insurance. It's it's bursty. It's like and and, and honestly, as a market uh, idea, I don't I'm not against that idea. I think that's a that, that's nothing inherently wrong with that until, <laughs> until you just shut down the other one. You're basically talking like a game designer right now, and then players get into your sandbox, and you're like, oh, they turned into penises. <laughs> <laughs> Except in this case, the penises are, um, you know, shutting down a, a state's electrical structure. Did not see that coming. Okay, then. Yeah, it's, it's why, like, I really think that there should just be, like, spirit of the law rules. Like, guys, like <laughs> we obviously didn't mean this well that's yeah. that's that's how fuckers interpret the constitution yeah, uh, like you, you fucking know second amendment it means you can have uozis like uh all right i guess if you place the commas in the right place and you ignore yeah. the militia part that's fine doesn't explicitly say you can't have uozis brian yeah yeah so uh screw the energy sector they're gonna need a bailout <laughs> once all that fucking duct tape starts peeling off of the reactors and shit starts to go bad. And hopefully the government has uh, uh, enough uh, social weight behind them to be like, bye-bye, you know, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna fix all this now. Sometimes private is good, sometimes public is good. Yeah. Yeah, right. and then we could have the infrastructure available to, you know, have people who have the space for large solar farms on their, on their property to, you know, help power the people around them. Right. As opposed to, you know, not having the grid for that. Yeah. Maybe tell Texas, hey, hey, we're, we're connecting in now. Okay. Okay. We're connecting in now. No, just build a fucking like 10 mile by 10 mile solar farm in the middle of nowhere, Nevada. And be like, cool. We're, we're good forever. That was, that was one of Musk's presentations about that stuck in my head where it was just like, all right, this much solar would, would power the country. It's like, okay. I mean, distribution is of course the trick, right? That, that's what we're talking about. But it's, it's very, it's important to think about that. Like, 
like the square footage of land that exists here and the amount of like of, of heat energy that is just being uselessly just dissipating away that we get on the planet overall like let alone like a few hundred thousand miles or I'm sorry tens of thousands or whatever I, I really I think it is like just 10 miles by 10 miles it's like really small yeah of like efficient solar panels can power the entire country yeah um I mean, honestly, I don't know how the rest of the world... 10 miles by 10 miles is, is an enormous amount of space. Though. Yeah, that <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but like, how, like, how does... I mean, every other country is like, so we got our stuff. We got some people. We got some natural resources. And then they look at America and they're like, so you have all the natural resources. <laughs> you could do this because you got a... Because de- why not? Yeah, you got a desert too. You got all of it. You got the mountains. You got the desert. You got the oil. You got all of it. And you're just looking build- at it like, nah, we're going to build some... We're going to build some ships and bomb shit. And it's like, you guys have all of it. You could literally, you could secede from the world if you felt like it. And, and it wouldn't even matter that much. It's just, well, we, you know. We, we kind of are doing that right now. I just, we're seeing a goddamn gold mine uh, 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 of renewable energy. I don't know. It's just, it's wild. It's wild. You know, this is like when I'm like, you know what, China, China, I get China. You know? Yeah, they're authoritarian. Yeah. Yeah, they, they could be a problem. <laughs> eventually but like if china had america right now we they would have that 10 mile by 10 mile fucking thing they would you know how about this if i was playing civ and i had this country i would be building it up quite a bit more yeah right i'd be i'd be working on getting population booming (laughs) i mean i'd be investing in infrastructure uh you know there wouldn't be any civil rights but everyone had power anyways also i was i was off by an order of magnitude it would be 144 mile uh, by 144 mile. Yeah, which square. is still not that big. Yeah, if you draw that in Nevada, what uh, what is that, right? Yeah, it's th- 13 million uh, acres. Still though, that's that's a project. That is a project and a half. Right? Yeah, you got to be in the bees at that point, right? For as far as cost. Uh, fucking yeah, you're in you're in the trillions. Like that's you're definitely in the trillions. you're in the T's. But like you know, I would assume yeah. so. Yeah, but the 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 upside of all the electricity you need for the entire country. <laughs> Kind of a big deal. 20 to 30 years. <laughs> yeah. What's the ROI? Uh, seven days. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. It still is the distribution though, but yes. yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the grid, right? And like, yeah. that is where the, you know, having having all that land to be able to do that kind of hurts us, right? Building yes, building That's actually a grid part, that big is that, that that is part of the answer to your question, Jim. At least that like it's just a very spread out population centers. So you really would be like a power plant for you know every metropolis or every city, all that kind of stuff, which isn't bad. It's, it still isn't a reason to not do it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you I mean, build something to even power the 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 west, even right, or the, yeah. the northwest. You would in. You, and you said, hey, anyone who wants to build here, you don't have an electricity bill. Use all the electricity you want. You could not possibly use it. You would, you would. Inevitably, you would have you so would, much Dogecoin. You know, I'm, no, I'm saying like you would inevitably like cause a social shift. Yes. Um, that would gravitate around it because why not? Yeah, why? Saudi should be doing shit like that. You know, or would it just be like every company's data center would just be sitting around this thing being like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And just taking all of it, but but, but like sure, that but would then, be but then you get services. Fine. Yeah, it would but, still be it would know. still be really good though for the environment. 
it would still be really good. Well, but then you get you get you know population centers build up around things like that. Right. People show up. You need services. It, then you need a car dealership. Right. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. You can't you that, can't that, just that's... drop that in there without uh, uh people coming around it, and then it would draw more, and then it would draw more, and it become this kind of ripple thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of the reasons that like. Yeah, Nevada and on the Southwest is appealing to this is because of the large swaths of land and the like cheap 320 days of sunlight yeah. per year, right? Like, it, you know, you, you couldn't really do it in the Pacific Northwest. You you couldn't do something like that in, in the Northeast. It's just, it's too cloudy too often. Yeah. We need, we need, we need much, much more efficient wires, yep. room temperature, super uh, conductors. Yeah. Let's get on that. Only one of those Holy Grail problems. That infusion, any minute now. Yeah. Cold minute. fusion. They're just going to happen back to back. It's going to solve all the problems. <laughs> Isaac Arthur likes to to joke about the. It's always it's the twenty years in the future. Always, it's always yes. twenty years in the future. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's like self driving. So right. it's always two years away. It's, yeah. Next patch. Hey Elon, when is that going to come out? Two years, but your car totally ready for it. You're gonna be real happy that you spent spent that six thousand dollars. Yeah, that that's gonna be the like the, uh, the 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 cryo freeze, right? Where it's like once we crack the tech, it's like yeah, we froze everybody wrong the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like from here on out, we got it. Yep. Walt Disney fucked. Just defrost all the heads. Sorry, guys, it ain't never happening. Uh. So so I mean. Do you guys want to keep going? We nope. got the. We're good. <laughs> We're good. It's late. We're talking for a while. Yeah, it was uh, good. This was fun. Um, all right. Any shit on Giuliani and talk about uh, Tesla? It's a good day. It's a good day when we can do both of these things. Another one where Andrew would have been welcomed here because he's the only one of us who owns a Tesla. Yeah. How many times do you think he would have said, as a Tesla owner myself? As a, we, we've been talked the, about guys. It's, it's 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 not a lifestyle brand. I'm just the type of guy who would only buy Teslas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't have anything else. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to go there and then my brain just turned sideways. I got my goddamn shot today. I feel like my head's oh, a little man. cloudy. Oh, uh, nice. Is that, that, that's number, number two, two, right? Yeah. Number two, baby. Nice. Oh, you, dude, you, you're, it is, it is amazing that you are even coherent right now. Well, I got like, it today. I, I thought was... tomorrow's when it gets hit. Oh, like like eight hours after I got mine, I was in a world of shit. We got it at eleven. Did, did either of you guys? After. Did either of you guys have any problems with the first shot? Yes. Okay. In that case, I think I might be in the clear because I had no issues with shot one. So. Yeah. So I, I had a like minor-ish fever. Like I, I definitely had a fever. It came on like twelve or thirteen hours after my shot, and then was around for like six hours. So went away. Um, but like woke up in a puddle of sweat. In the middle of like you know just kind of pool of disaster uh i recommend vsafe i think it is the it's the cdc's like you just tell them like how your symptoms are day by day data collection help it dude, out mother fucking cryptocurrency dude i got i uh, typed don't in vsafe into google and safe moon was like the do you mean i guess it, it grew ten thousand percent over the last day um so so uh i got my shot today and i got it from the lady and and I, I think there's like a trick or oh, a way v- you can do it. Go, go, go do go Google VSafe CDC. Um, do, do your part. Throw some data in, Jimmy. You could do it day of. All right, I'm gonna do that in a second. I'm gonna tell you the story. So I got I went to go get the shot, and you know it's at the CVS, and uh, and the first one like 
uh, you could you feel the needle. It stung. Like there was a, like a, a prick and I was like, ah, that stings some, right? Not like terrible, but it's like I, I clearly knew I shot someone shoved a needle into me, right? It felt like cold over my... Oh, well, it, like mine had a stinging feeling. Yeah. The second one, I, if I, I, you could not have bet me that a shot even happened. Not like, oh, like it only hurt a little bit. I could not, I didn't feel it. I, it, there was no sensation or zero. And I looked at her and I'm like, you didn't do the shot, right? She's like, you did. And honestly, for a second, I went down this crazy idea that this lady <laughs> actually doesn't believe in the vaccine. And she's just <laughs> fucking with people here being like, yep, got yours. Cause then I said, how long until, you know, I'm good 10 days, 14 days. She's like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh no, like she's putting the bandaid on. She's acting like she's gave me a shot. I did not, I did not feel it. And I sat there for 10 minutes and then my arm started to get a little sore. I'm like, oh, thank God. And I left, but I was like, ready to be like, who do I call? Do I call Fauci? Like, who do I call? (laughs) You gotta, you gotta call Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. But it freaked me out. Like my brain went down this crazy pipe. I'm like, oh no, like they're, they're, they're in the, they're in the medical community. Of course they are. They're everywhere. You know, it it, it sucks that you had to think that people are like legitimately concerned that, you know, oh, if I do, if I don't have symptoms on my second shot, did I like not get like, was the dose that I got bad or like, you know, is my body not reacting properly and creating the appropriate antibodies and and whatnot. Um, I just wanted to make sure I got the shot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't feel the first one at all. I had the same experience as you, Jim, where I didn't like, it was the tiniest little needle and it was like, Oop. I'm like, oh. I, like I felt the pressure of her like pushing on me, but like right. no pinprick at all. And so that makes me wonder, is the, is the tech, is it the technique? Is that what it is? Like, do they just, someone who's just done it forever just knows a way to do a thing that tricks your brain? Well, the second one was a different needle because they were like, we gotta, we gotta get a bigger needle because you're, you're a big guy. And that is one that I definitely a- felt. Okay. Um, so maybe they, they just used a different needle for you on the first one. Did you have Moderna or Pfizer? I had Pfizer. Okay. So maybe maybe the dosages are different because I had the complete opposite. So maybe I had a bigger needle on the first one. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Or they just didn't have all the needles or like, I don't know. Maybe you were just like so excited about the first shot that you were like really aware of, of it happening. I don't think I can trick my brain into not feeling pain. So it just didn't send the signal. That's what I'm, you know, signal, no there. Brian, did you get your first shot? Yeah. Nice. That's what I was saying. That's why I did the V safe. I didn't have any side any effects. Nope, nothing. Alina had none on the second too, right? Neither. Yeah. So she's uh, amazing. She's not re- again. Thirty percent symptoms. That's the that's the yep. best stat I've been able to find. So our collective group just got super duper unlucky on the curve. Yeah, about ten percent on the first shot have symptoms or something like that, and thirty percent on the second. Um, I just naturally like if I'm at all sick, I get a fever. So I wasn't really surprised that my immune system is like, hey, something weird in it. We're going to jack up your temperature and try and kill it. Um, but yeah, no, if if it was the day of my second dose, gym at this point, I would be wandering around my apartment with seltzers under each armpit, basically naked, almost delirious because oh, I had like a 104 degree fever. Probably should have done something about that. Probably like should have got on this damn podcast is really yeah, what we like, should have done. I was like, sat no, in just, an ice I'm, bath. Yeah, I'm like, I've got to power through it. I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, we would have done a six-hour streaming session. Will, how do you feel now? Are the demons still there? What are they telling you? Um, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was like it was like hallucination, like delirium, fever, bad. It was not. But yeah, I just I kept going out of the fridge and like getting cold. I had my end table was just a whole bunch of lukewarm seltzers. <laughs> it was. You got to like put them back in the freezer. Seltzers. Yeah, no. I, I, 
step, Luckily, my fridge was two. fully stocked. So step I just two. Like, <laughs> like put one on my head, put, put one on my armpits. My God, cold. Like that's so much better. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you're doing well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel okay. I feel like if it hasn't hit, I was told to take tomorrow kind of low end, but I haven't felt anything. But I've also kind of been moving around. I did a bunch of stuff today. I was told staying active can can help. So for the arm pain, it definitely helps. Like keeping it like Yeah, it's not gonna make the fever and, not happen. Yeah. Um yeah. When when's your second shot, Brian? Is it before yeah, it's definitely before Kevin. Oh yeah. Uh fifteenth. Uh, we'll be one hundred percent vaccinated for cabin oh yeah it's amazing that's gonna be a good feeling all right i i went out into the world for the first time on thursday i went i wrote i rode the subway no you didn't i did i because i I had i went to a work lunch um and i was like you know what fuck it i'm i'm fully vaccinated like whatever i'm I'm gonna go um and then when i was i was like about to call an uber i'm like no you know what i haven't i haven't ridden the train in in 15 months i'm gonna go to the subway and then i realized like oh all of my metro cards are expired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them expired last year. Well, um, yeah, one of Alina's friends came and visited over the weekend, and her, her, her and her husband are both fully vaccinated, and Alina is, and I'm on a shot. So it was just like, wow, we're just just acting out. Kind of normal. It's basically like, normal. This is basically normal. Yeah, but it was so. It, it was real. What I really liked was how quickly. I readjusted to all right. This is not like not being paranoid. Yeah. Around. Oh me, yeah, that's good. Which is nice. I was I was worried that I would still be like super paranoid. Yeah, because you you definitely locked down harder than than I ever did. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'll be honest. But I guess I, being in the middle of the city, you'll do that. I, I thought I went pretty hard with the lockdown. I thought I was a more aggressive than most people. And then I talked to you like a month and a half, and I'm like, holy shit, I am not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a uh, very small sacrifices. Also, I have no kids. I have no right. Like, there's there. It's so easy for me not to go out into the world, and because I live in the city, it's like literally anything I want delivered, I can get delivered. Yeah, you so. you are both in a, a we're in a hot spot of COVID, and you have the infrastructure around you like very well maintained in order to never need to leave your place. Yeah, well, like also put it so the to the hot spot thing, like the I guess. April ish that like first um, that first wave where the city was silent like the craziest yeah. like I, I could take work calls from my balcony and I lived twenty feet from the BQE like it was amazing um, like not, not amazing in a good way but like amazing in a spooky know. way yeah like, like a post apocalyptic way yeah like there are no cars at all but the only thing that you did hear were sirens. I remember that when we were yeah. we play D and D, and you'd have like yeah, and it was just so like that, and that, that kind of puts the fear of God into you, right? Where yeah. it's like just constant sirens, and then like the fucking Telltale Heart Empire State Building, which I can see from my balcony, it was like because they had it like just pulsing, like a bright red for me? some reason. Yeah, they just wanted so, to scare everybody. It was like um like a a beating heart. Yeah, it was supposed to be this like uh, not memorial, but like you know this health conscious thing. Uh, yeah, YouTube video of it. It's creepy as fuck. And like I would see that thing in the middle of the night through my window, like through the sliding doors, like just this constant reminder of like you are definitely going to die of COVID if you leave your house um, with sirens all you know going off. Um, I'm glad the Empire State Building uh, 
took part in psychological warfare on the goddamn city. Yeah, um, straight out, straight out of Poe. The thing, just constant beating heart, just to remind you of how fucked you are. Yeah, that that right now you are not living in a normal time. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah. The uh, uh, but let, so that I know we 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 probably covered these in the past, but big pro of COVID. If you're going to look for something, uh, contact-free delivery with uh, stuff is pretty amazing. And kind of like, why didn't we always do this? Like, this just makes sense, you know? Yeah, Ma- Megan was out at a, a bar today. Um, so she started rock climbing again. And Thanks. she went to a bar afterwards to grab a drink with a friend. And like you, when, when you go into the bar, <clears throat> they have you uh, scan something that brings up like the contact tracing um, form so that you can fill that out. Uh, and then they... Uh, give you a QR code to scan, which is just the drink menu. And then like, you can just order right in your, right in your little phone. Um, and people just bring you, like you scan your credit card and then people bring you your drinks. And it's like, why wasn't this always the way? Like this yeah. is, I'm, I'm so glad that we have been forced into this now. Right. The, the, I mean, that's, that's the way that's the it have always from, been. That's the work from home wave that's going to be hitting all of us, right? Like everywhere. Yeah, I think some. I, I think everybody's going to the the hybrid model. Like that'll be like the why haven't we always done this? Yep. The, the, just the hybrid model. Yep. Um, I am. I've I've, oh, I've I've been lucky enough that I've been in the hybrid model for a long time. For like, you know, well, it was a five or six an early years. adopter. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't think that I could not have an office. Like I, I like going into the office occasionally. Um, yeah. But I'm glad that it forced people to be you know, companies to allow people to do this and see that like productivity hasn't really dropped off. If anything, it's increased a little bit. Small, small, small pluses that hopefully carry forward. Yeah. It only, you know, cost 600,000 lives and now yeah. everybody gets to work. Only a hundred thousand. You see the hospitals inflate those numbers. Oh God. Well, just so they can get funding, right. Cause they get, they get uh spiffed on every COVID death. Yeah. So, you know, incentivized to, it's like the, you know. this is from the things my dad has literally said department. Oh no! Oh yeah! Like dad, you were almost a doctor. <laughs> shouldn't, you be, shouldn't you be smarter than this? Oh no! Still unvaccinated. I mean, yeah. if he was smarter, he'd be a doctor. So you know, there's that. I'll keep that one in my back pocket. No, it's, a, it's a common joke, right? Dentists are just doctors who couldn't pass med school. I thought that was chiropractors. Uh, I don't think that they're worse than that. They're they're chiropractors and dentists who couldn't get into dental school. <laughs> <laughs> who then went to dental school and said, "Nope, keep walking." Yeah, yeah. go get a certificate. <laughs> uh, crack the bones. Crack the bones. Does it do anything? I don't know. Just crack them. You mean I live for the sound? <laughs> it's good to end on an Eddie Izzard joke. Uh, all right, I guess I guess we're good. Uh, this was fun. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Mr. Olesio, hey guys. If, you, uh, if you listen to this podcast, I, I shit on you and in love. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night, guys.